Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Ephesians Verse by Verse, brought to you by co-founder of Telios, Dr. William Stewart. This captivating podcast will not only teach you the book of Ephesians, which tells us so much about Christ and his mission, as well as our Christian walk, but it will teach you how to study the Bible so you can have confidence in what you learn. Episodes will provide key points for each important verse of the book of Ephesians. Thanks for joining us on this exciting biblical journey. Hello, I'm William Stewart. Welcome back to this verse-by-verse study on the book of Ephesians. Such a great book. I'm glad you're here. There's just so much here about the person and work of Christ, the Christian life. We're just beginning chapter 3 today, and we've gone through the first two chapters, which Paul really did, who wrote the book, the Apostle Paul, really outlines the benefits of salvation in the first half of chapter 1. And then the first half of chapter 2 really talks about how uh, uh, salvation is applied or made efficacious to an individual person. Then he talks in about the reconciliation uh, act of what Christ did on the cross in bringing uh, the person who's come to faith and reconciling that relationship to God. Once that relationship is established and peace is established established between God and man through Christ, then he speaks at the end of chapter two of the church, the structural, how the, the, the new Christian fits in to Christ and the apostles and prophets in the structure of the church. So in chapter three, then, where we begin, he'll be talking about really the theological structure of the church, the knowledge aspect of the church, as opposed to really the, the physical structure of the church, not the church building per se, but how the uh, spiritual structure of the church works versus the, the spiritual knowledge here in chapter 3. So we'll deal with verses 1 and 2 today. Uh, in verse 1, the King James says, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you, the Gentiles, if you have heard the dispensation of grace of God, which is given to me to you word. <clears throat> All right. So what's this talking about? So for this cause indicates really for everything that's gone be, uh, before this. Otherwise, the, the, the gospel, the preaching of the gospel, the establishment of the church, Paul um, is a prisoner of Christ. And uh, the word here is uh, for prisoner is literally uh, desmios, otherwise somebody who's bound um, and linked. It's actually a biological term, desmosome, what binds two cells together. And I, I think what he's talking about here is not, and this can be controversial, he might be talking about his commitment to Christ. He's bound to Christ. <clears throat> Christ came and chose him and to be the apostle to the Gentiles and, and saved him after he persecuted the church and killed Christians. The Apostle Paul. So in a sense, yeah, he's bound to Christ. Uh, Christ owns him and he owns us. But I think probably what he's really talking about, in, in my opinion, is the fact that he's bound as a prisoner uh, in Rome, waiting for his trial before uh, the uh, Caesar. And so he, he's literally a prisoner of Christ. So the Gentiles, of course, are, are anybody that's not a Jew. So he's speaking to the church in Ephesus. These are mostly Greek Gentile believers. 
with a smaller portion being those of Jews. Verse two, if you have heard the, the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me, you were. Well, there's a neat word here, dispensation. Uh, this actually comes from the word economia in the Greek. Um, it means literally house law. And we, used, we saw this in verse one, or chapter one, that by the management, and the word literally means management, by the management of God through Christ, all things will be wrapped up through Christ, in Christ, by the end times. So that, that's part of our great hope. Uh, it literally uh, comes from how large farms, uh, vineyards, uh, uh, families that had large uh, amounts of sheep back then were managed. They, they would become so large with their family members that they would hire somebody to manage the uh, estate for them or the compound. And usually it might be surrounded by a wall and with all the family houses within it. So this became the economius, how the, the household itself functioned um, and with somebody ruling over it. So it's actually where we get the word economy now in English, economia. So it's translated in the Latin <clears throat> dispensation. Uh, some people look at this as a, as a negative term uh, because it implies that God manages people through some law. That's not true. Salvation is always by grace in Scripture, but he it he manages his people in different ways at different times. But what it means here is that it was given to Paul. This is really an important point. It was given to Paul to manage the grace of God. Otherwise, when Christ came and his first coming, and which is uh, detailed in the the Gospels. He was able, he, he came to save the Jews, to present salvation to the Jews, as he the king. He was rejected. So he went to plan B where he trained up the disciples to maintain themselves through his death and resurrection till the Holy Spirit came and the church could begin. So with the, with the downfall of the idea of the promised kingdom for right now, the idea of the church was instituted. God knew this was going to happen, that the Jews would be uh, faithless. And he would have to bring the church, but he at least gave them the chance. He brought the gospel or the kingdom to the Jews first, gave them the chance to reject it, and then instituted uh, the idea of the church in, in Matthew 13. And of course, the church became functional in Acts 2. So this is um, uh, so Christ in his preaching, that was the main focus focal point to convert the Jews first, and then to train the disciples. So he only had so much time and so much information to give, and plus he told the disciples, look, this is, this is in the upper room discourse in John 14 to 16, I have a lot to tell you, I, you just can't tolerate it right now. And they could. They were not yet spirit-indwelt, <clears throat> regenerated people. So that had to wait to the time of the church. So once the church came, and people had the spirit, they were regenerated, they could receive a lot more information. And so God gave it to Paul, and we know it from these verses uh, in verse 2, and also Colossians 1.25. He gave it to Paul to fill up that information that Christ did not give. 
So that dispensation, the management of grace, uh, was given to Paul to give to the second generation Christians like the Ephesians. Now, Peter contributed. Uh, obviously, John contributed. Uh, Jude and James also. But it, the primary uh, <clears throat> person to have this responsibility uh, was the Apostle Paul, who in uh, 2 Corinthians 12 was taught by Christ in heaven as well. So he really got the information uh, from Christ. So this is uh, this is really important. The Gospels are important. They are God's word. They're part of the progressive revelation of Scripture. Yet the information for the church is not given in the Gospels. The Gospels was there to convert the Jews, attract people to Messiah, train the disciples. But the church, we, we focus on what Paul has given and Peter and John in the apostolic epistles. That's what we that's how we are trained and that's what we obey. Okay, so what's the term you word mean? Well, that's a little weird. That that comes from the Greek, which uses the accusative tense for you as a different ending for the direct object. Now we do that too in English. Nobody just seems the accusative tense is not marked specially uh, very much, but it is with uh, I I and, and uh, the, that's the subject tense, called the nominative. The accusative tense is me, and also the indirect object, the dative. So you would say, I kiss my wife. So um, the uh, accusative tense would be you're acting on your wife with a kiss, and that uh, is uh, not marked out specially in English, but it would be in Greek. So uh, you could say she kisses me, and that is the accusative tense in the in the English. And the U word here is just emphasizing that accusative direct object tense. A little awkward, no doubt about it, but that's what it means. All right, thanks for joining me today. Well, this is a, a fascinating passage. We'll look forward to seeing you next time as we continue the discussion really of Paul's ministry informing the church bring the gospel to the Gentiles and giving us the information uh, that we need as believers. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ephesians Verse by Verse. We hope you found Dr. Stewart's teachings both interesting and informative. Join us next time for another exciting episode in Ephesians. To listen to all episodes, please visit our website, teliosresearch.com, T-E-L-E-I-O-S-R-E-S-E, a-R-C-H. Thank you.